This is the sermon for Sunday, October 23rd. The scripture today is from Romans chapter 13, beginning at verse 11. And the sermon today is about putting on Christ like a costume. Putting on Christ like a costume. Romans chapter 13, beginning at verse 11. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in... Not in dissension, and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature, or literally, the desires of the flesh. Let us pray. God, our Father, I pray that you would truly teach us to put on Christ, whether for the very first time. Or in a way that recommits our lives to living for him and in him. Amen. It says here to understand the present time. And this time that we are in today is a darkening time. Morally, spiritually, our culture is is getting darker. There's less love. There's more sin and evil and an embrace and celebration of sin and evil. And one aspect of this world that we live in today is that we are living in a time when the world tells us that our cravings are what make us who we are. There's a lot that's getting said very strongly in the media and in our laws and in our schools and public discourse that your cravings are what make you who you are. Whatever you long for or desire, that that is who you are, and who you are is the most sacred thing about you, and how dare anyone speak against your cravings. Like the Bible speaks against people's sinful cravings. Well, this passage, when it talks about putting off a certain kind of costume and putting on another kind of costume... It's quite the opposite of what our world today tells us. This passage, and throughout the Word of God, it tells us that there is an identity that we can take off. And there is another identity that we can put on. And it's up to us to do that work, of, to do that, that action of taking identities off and putting identities on. This passage is a picture for us of People wearing a certain costume at night, but being warned that daytime is coming. Daytime when the salvation which we have laid hold of by faith will be salvation in sight. It'll be the return of Christ. It'll be everything, every heart being laid bare, every action being shown for what it is. And it is a warning that people today might think to themselves, well, I'll just, 
go with the crowd now, and when everything changes on that day, then I'll go with the crowd then. I'll change my costume then. But on that day, it will be a daytime that will not allow for anyone to follow the crowd. It will be a daytime that will catch people in their costumes, the costumes of their choosing, by surprise. And what people have chosen as their costume will be displayed in the light. And they will be judged for what those costumes have made them to do. You know, when I was a child, I just loved Halloween. I loved the whole thing about, about putting on costumes. And my mom would comment that, that I, I would always start on November 1st planning my costume for the next year. I would spend all year thinking about what my costume was going to be for the coming year. I won the, our, the, our class costume contest at school three years in a row. I was very proud of that. But then when I was 16 years old in 1997, I saw some just horrible things happen on Halloween night. Uh, a big old historic mansion close to my house got burned down. And that same night, a friend of mine named Mark, he was just going with the crowd and, and uh, acting out whatever costume he was wearing. And he ended up shooting someone in the head with a pellet gun, which didn't end up hurting Dave. The guy he shot didn't end up hurting him terribly seriously. But, but when he took Dave to the hospital, then, then the nurses at the hospital had to report it as a gunshot wound. And Mark got arrested. And... It was an awful thing over the, the coming weeks and months of Mark going through the court system and having to answer in the daylight for things that for just a foolish thing that he had done in the dark. And he was some terrified that he would get a criminal record for what he had done on Halloween night, just acting out the costume. Well, there will be a, a much more serious day coming much more serious day coming. Did you know that ever since Adam and Eve, in Genesis chapter 3, first started trying to cover themselves with leaves, thousands and thousands of years ago, ever since then, people have been trying to put on costumes. But you might not... Remember the rest of the story there in Genesis chapter 3 that God also gave them clothes to wear. God made clothes of animal skins for them to wear. God clothed them. And ever since that, there has also been a different kind of costume available to people. A costume that would make people right with God. A costume of faith in the sacrifice that God would give. There are costumes that lead to hell. They're not necessarily visible costumes, but they are costumes, things that we put on. Frames of mind, attitude, identity, and there are costumes that can take, there is one costume that can take you to heaven. And it's not a visible costume either, though it becomes visible. It is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. This passage tells us, put on 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a costume that can take you to heaven. Let's think first about the the kinds of costumes that people put on for themselves for the doing of wickedness, for walking in the darkness and doing deeds of darkness. Did you know that no one is truly good at being bad? There's something about being bad that doesn't allow people to really truly be good at it, and everyone who rejoices in being bad is really only pretending to be good at it. And when I think back to times in my life where I was trying to fit in with the, the bad crowd, when I was trying to, to when I was, just had a, a mindset and, a, and a, an attitude and a heart that was pointed in the wrong direction, I was always pretending to be something that I wasn't. I was trying to pretend that I was good at being bad. And sometimes that was in, in getting involved in some really sinful activities. Sometimes that was involved in just being in a situation where I, I jumped on the bandwagon of putting someone down, making fun of someone, being negative in, in really sinful ways, sometimes even in a, in a religious setting. But everyone in the world right now who is doing wicked things is working to keep their costume on. To keep that costume on that says, hey, I'm good at doing these wicked things. And that might be wild things, like it talks about orgies and drunkenness here. Or it might be talking about dissensions and jealousy. And you can see that in less wild settings but equally sinful settings. Sometimes people play the game of of trying to put on the costume that says, hey, I'm real strong. Or, and that that can be in in a business setting or in a, a sports setting or in whatever kind of setting, church setting, hey, I'm strong. Or, I'm rich. Or, I'm so smart. Sometimes, well, probably often, I pretend I'm such a good pastor. It's just a costume I try to put on. There are all kinds of things that we try to put on as costumes. (coughs) Excuse me. The response to our sinful act of, of putting on costumes, pretending, the, sinful, the, the, the proper response to it that this, this passage in Romans chapter 13 calls us to is first to take off those bad costumes, to be on purpose about saying, I'm going to take this costume off. And I remember when I placed saving faith in Jesus Christ, it was one of the first things that I, I came to realize I had to do. I had to make it known in, in a bunch of different settings, but make it known to my non-Christian friends that I couldn't pretend that I was good at being bad at the things that we would pretend that we, that we were good at being bad at together. I had to put that costume off. 
Take that costume off. Put aside the deeds of darkness, it says in verse 12. But that's not it. There's also a call here to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't, it doesn't end with just putting off the deeds of darkness, just trying not to be bad. You also have to put on Christ. Now, please realize that that is something not at all the same as trying just to be good. Because if you're trying just to be good, if you're just putting aside the deeds of darkness and just trying to be good, trying to be good enough, trying to be holy enough, perhaps trying to be religious enough, then those will all be things that are still just a costume of your own making. Still just like Adam and Eve's fig leaves. It doesn't say here, put off your deeds of darkness and put on doing enough good things or being good enough or being holy enough. No. It says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ who is a real person, who lived a real life, and who died a real death, and was raised from a real grave in order to give his life and his worth to you. It is to put on him as your identity, that all of the goodness and righteousness that he accomplished and that he was and is should become yours. And you should view yourself as, as being seen by God, as being in Christ. That when God sees you, he sees that Christ costume and says, here's a person who has never sinned and who has been completely righteous and holy. And that putting that costume on, we can rest in the acceptance that we have in God. All these other costumes that we wear, we're trying to be accepted by the world and by people around Here's a costume that we can put on and be accepted by God. I'll read you some, some verses that Paul writes elsewhere about these kinds of things. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he talks about, he talks at near the end of the chapter, verse 29, about, about um, the things that we, we pretend to be, but then what Christ has become to us. He says, so that no one may boast before him, so that no one can boast before God. He's talking about how God has chosen the weak things. We don't have anything to brag about before God, but it says it's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord saying, look, if you are a Christian person, truly a Christian person, a person whose faith is in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross and from the empty grave, then Jesus has become like a costume to you, though so much more than a costume. He has become an identity. He has become the one whom God sees when he looks at you and says, I see the holiness the righteousness and the redemption of Jesus Christ. There's another, another verse at, at the end of 2 Corinthians. So this was in 1 Corinthians. There's another verse at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
And uh, this is a good verse that just sums up what Christ has done and what he calls us to. It says, God, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So Christ put on our costume of sinfulness and took all the judgment that our sinfulness deserved so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. So Christ took our sin, died a death of punishment and judgment for our sins so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. See, that's the costume that God is calling us to put on. Now, the first and greatest effect of a person putting that costume on, putting the Lord Jesus Christ on, not as a physical costume, but as something that they believe and how God sees them, that they have made Christ theirs and they believe that when God sees them, God sees the righteousness of Jesus covering them. Its first and greatest effect is to give them a place with God. That they're drawn right in to the Godhead. They're drawn right in to the love that God the Father has for God the Son. Because God is pleased with his dear Son and what he has done. So that's the first and greatest effect, is the relation that it gives us to God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. But the secondary effect of it on a person's life is that it is a costume that changes the way you behave like any costume does. You ever notice that? that you put on any kind of costume, whether it's a, uh, perhaps a Halloween costume that you put on when you were younger, or if it's a, a, um, a uniform. Some of you might have worn uniforms at some time. Or even you go into the hospital and they, they give you some scrubs to put on or something. Changes the way you behave. Any costume changes the way you behave. And putting on the Lord Jesus Christ like a costume will change the way you behave. You'll find yourself living like him just a little bit more perhaps. But it will make you live, live more and more like him in your behavior. And as you live a little bit more like him in your behavior, as you begin to think like him and see like him, then you begin to see inside of him. You begin to learn more about him by being inside the costume in a way that those looking at him from outside will, will never grasp. It's, it's fascinating when you think about, about, about it that God could have done things in any which way. He could have given us a, a very clear picture of what Jesus Christ looked like. There were beautiful mosaics, there were beautiful paintings, different things from the time of Christ and long before that God could have given us in his providence and in his direction. He could have given us a very clear picture of what Jesus Christ looks like. But he wants us to learn what Jesus Christ looks like from inside the costume. And as we put on Christ by faith in him, by learning about him in his word, learning to live out his life in us through his Holy Spirit, 
we come to appreciate his glory and his goodness. Come to appreciate the mind of Christ. Come to appreciate the greatness of Christ. He's so much greater than us. Come to appreciate that. It is also a costume that is completely honest. This costume of putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is not a costume that will make you into a hypocrite. Now, it's a costume that hypocrites are welcome to put on, but it is not a costume that will make you into a hypocrite by putting it on. Actually, it has a tag on it that says sinners, including hypocrites, are welcome to wear this. I, I remember one time, I don't think it was for a costume, it was just for, for going to a Remembrance Day ceremony, and I was when I was a teenager, I was wondering what tie to wear, and I had a box of my grandfather's old ties, and there was a tie that had been part of my grandfather's army uniform or Air Force uniform or something, and I remember asking my mom, is it appropriate to wear uh, a tie that was part of a military uniform? And she told me to go and ask Mr. Allen, our neighbor, because he was, he was from the military and he would know, and I didn't catch him home, so I didn't wear the tie. But then uh, I'm glad that, I, that we took that seriously because I, I've heard down through the years about, about just different complaints from soldiers. Uh, I heard something from Navy SEALs in the U.S. recently who were complaining about people going around wearing paraphernalia from the, the, that made them uh, pretend that they had been Navy SEALs and these real Navy SEALs just lambasting these pretend Navy SEALs, saying, no, we are Navy SEALs. We know that you're not. There was something just awful for someone to pretend that they were something that they weren't. But let me tell you, putting on Christ has no barrier to it like that, as long as you are truly putting on Christ. Any sinner, no matter how many times they've failed, can put on Christ. Let me tell you something else about this costume. It is a costume that soaks itself into your bones. Just, just picture for yourself, picture for a moment some child who goes out and buys a cheap costume off a, off a rack somewhere and goes out trick-or-treating at night and, and the, imagine it's pouring rain and the, the dye, the color from the costume soaks itself through and into all their clothes and, and colors their skin. Well, let me tell you that the costume of putting on Jesus Christ is something that will soak itself right into your very bones so that even when you let the costume slip off by mistake, you can't help but still be like that costume. Or on that day when our salvation truly comes and all, all costumes are revealed for what they are, then we will go to take off the costume of Christ and, and show God what we're really like and God will see, say, no, but see, 
There's no taking it off anymore because you're like him on the inside too. It was all according to plan that wearing that costume has made you like the costume. Another thing about this costume is that it is a a costume for you to wear anywhere and everywhere. Everywhere you go, keep this costume on. Keep the costume of the Lord Jesus Christ on. If it's somewhere where, where Jesus wouldn't go, then don't go there. Wear it everywhere you go. And when you realize that you've let this costume slip off, left it behind, it's a costume that is completely appropriate to put it on again, and put it on again, and put it on again. Put the Lord Jesus Christ on as your identity. That You are one of his You are accepted in him. Now some costumes are made of flimsy stuff in this world. But this costume of putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is a costume that is made to endure. There's a story back from uh, 2016 to 2018 about the wife of a missionary in Turkey Andrew Brunson was a missionary in Turkey. He was imprisoned suddenly for two years. And his wife, Noreen, went through an awful time in those two years, not knowing what was going to happen next, not knowing what to do. It was a terrible, terrible endurance struggle for her. And she would think to herself, I can't do this. But then she would say to herself, now, Noreen herself can't do this, but Noreen in Christ can. Noreen in Christ can. And Noreen in Christ did. Now, some costumes are costumes that are really hard to wear. This costume of the Lord Jesus Christ is a costume that does not need to be worn perfectly in order to have its effect. You just have to be on purpose to put him on. Just be on purpose to put him on. Just be on purpose to put him on. Don't think that it's automatic that you must be wearing this costume. No, Paul is telling the people there in Rome, in Rome they're, they're already Christians. He's saying, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put him on. He might have slipped off. You might have, maybe, maybe, maybe he came into your life and, and you put him on at one point. Maybe he slipped off again. Put him on. Be on purpose about putting him on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself fall into thinking about how you can gratify all the things that your flesh is longing for. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you put him on, then you'll be moving toward the day of light that is coming. 
there is the warning with it. That for those who are not on purpose to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, then there will be a terrible judgment that is coming. Don't let that day find you wearing a different costume. Amen.